Welcome to this podcast of the Sunday Message from Hope Gateway in Portland, Maine. We'd love to have you join us for worship Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., currently on Zoom and broadcast live on Facebook. Visit our website at hopegateway.com to learn more. Whether you live near or far, we hope you find this message to be meaningful. Wherever you are, join us in doing justice, loving kindness, and walking humbly with God. My name is Sue Woodlevitt, or Suzanne, if I want to be formal, and my pronouns are she, her, and hers. New beginnings. This is where we find ourselves. As a member of the former Chestnut Street United Methodist Church, I have already been part of one new beginning. When we sold that property, we did not close the church. The group of us who were left somehow knew that God had some work more, more work for us to do in downtown Portland. We found our way to the beginning of Hope Gateway through Bible study, discernment, and community research and outreach. Not to mention the great new leadership when Sarah and Alan arrived on the scene. We had some advantages. We were a small remnant and discernment brought us to consensus. We wanted to be a non-churchy church in a non-churchy setting. We wanted to drop the trappings of the traditional institutional church and visibly visibly forge a different path. We saw ourselves as a launching pad for witness and outreach to show God's love and care. We zeroed in on hospitality as our guiding principle. Welcome, inclusivity, caring and loving service. In biblical terms, the heavenly banquet to whom everybody is invited. Now we find ourselves at another new beginning with our move away from Hope Gateway United Methodist Church to Hope Gateway freestanding and independent. This is a new kind of new beginning because we are not starting out with a blank slate. We have put flesh on the bones of Hope Gateway over the last, what, dozen or so years. It's a newness within an ongoing story. Which brings me to the gospel reading. It's John 21, 15 to 19, right at the end of John's gospel. It is Jesus' conversation with Peter in a post-resurrection appearance. After breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than all else? Yes, Lord, he answered. You know that I love you. Then feed my lambs, he said. A second time he asked, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Then tend my sheep. A third time he said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt that he asked him a third time, do you love me? 
Lord, he said, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. And further, I tell you this in very truth. When you were young, you fastened your belt about you and walked where you chose. But when you are old, you will stretch out your arms and a stranger will bind you fast and carry you where you have no wish to go. He said this to indicate the manner of death by which Peter was to glorify God. Then he added, follow me. My first reaction to this passage to me is how harsh Jesus seems. Same question, three times. What does the man want? Yes, we remember the three denials of Peter when the ships were down just before the resurrection. So yes, a literary device, but I think it's more than that. Here is Peter having breakfast with Jesus and probably thinking how terrific everything was. He probably wasn't even thinking about the future and definitely had no idea that he was going to be called the first Pope. What was a Pope anyway? And Jesus hits him with, do you love me? Of course I love you, Lord. Jesus was perhaps thinking, Peter, you have said some really dumb things when you haven't understood what I was saying. But you've also had amazing insights into my vision of the true messiahship. You have been closer to my vision than anyone. Now it's time for the next step. I'm counting on you. There is work to do. Do you love me? This is a question of deep down loyalty, faithfulness, perseverance, loving others as Jesus did, obedience at the cost of his life. Looking at it this way, it's not surprising that Peter pushes, that Jesus pushes Peter so hard to make him aware that he is to continue Jesus' mission and ministry in a whole new way. So what does this say to us in our new beginning of an established ministry? Like Peter, we want to say, yes, Lord, you know that we love you. Hey, look how we've, how, what we've done, how far we've come. We said we would nourish inclusive, inclusiveness. And because of that, here we are, separated from the United Methodist Church. We've been faithful. And also, like Peter, comes the call that we have much more work to do. We, too, are called to feed my lambs, protect my sheep. We are to be the good shepherds now, nurturing and tending and looking out for all God's flock, all God's people, all God's children, an unending task. I hope that we will keep hold of the values we already espouse and have built on at Hope Gateway to continue to be a launching pad for mission, to continue to be a movement, always experimenting with new ways of meeting our calling to be good shepherds of God's people. 
open to listening to others, learning from others, and cooperating with others. I say I hope we will hold on, because at the same time, we will also be tasked with a whole lot of structure questions. We have, as it were, thrown off the institutional yoke of the United Methodist Church, but that means that many of the tasks that were done by that body, we now have to do for ourselves. We must create our own shape, policies and procedures, our own connectional system from pastoral care to building insurance. A massive amount of work has already been done by our leadership teams. More is still in progress, but much lies ahead. And this work is necessary, but it's easy to get lost in creating systems or bogged down in minutia. We need to do this nitty gritty organizational task informed by our ministry of mission and outreach. For one example, if we believe in anti-racist policies and equitable access in the secular world, we must intentionally create policies which make that real for our own organization. So I hope we will set ourselves up to remain flexible and open to change when things need to be tweaked. I never want to hear, but we've always done it that way. <laughs> To conclude, to hold together, we need a structural form, but let's always remember that Jesus asks us to first follow him and love God by being good shepherds in the way he has shown us. So mission before minutia. Do you love me? Feed my sheep. So be it. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. To hear more about Hope Gateway and to discover how together we can do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with God, visit our website at hopegateway.com.